Welcome in to Penny Bloom, episode 40. How you doing? It is I, Colton Robertson, joined by none other than the magnificent Tavares Pennington. Hello. How you doing, buddy? Good. I'm doing good. We uh, recorded our last episode about an hour and a half ago, two yeah. hours. Finished that up. About. So uh, what have you been up to since then? Yeah. Uh, well, man, you know, I went home. Then I came back. Yeah, that's, uh, that makes sense. I just couldn't go too long without you. You know, I was just that's like, just I, I got to get back. We, we had that pod fever. Yeah, that pod fever. Pod we couldn't fever. even do one. We just need, we needed another We one. needed to do two. Yeah. And we'll, we'll do two tomorrow. Then we'll do two the next day. And then we'll do two the next day. And bing, bing, boom. Bing, bing, bop. Boop, bop. Today we are going to talk about an American pickle. HBO Max uh, premiered Seth Rogen's newest film just a couple weeks ago. And it's uh, it's really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we're also going to do another To Protect 7 Attack. Why are you doing a sequel? I don't know. Pretty much nailed it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and then we're going to top it off with our second review and analysis or breakdown, whatever you want to call it, of Umbrella Academy. Season 2, Episode 2. Looking forward to it. But uh, for this intro... There's been uh, some controversy surrounding uh, WAP. 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 By Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. Fuck this, man. Yeah, I don't... That's just, it, it goes crazy, <laughs> and it's just it's just them doing them. Yeah, yeah, no, and I mean, like, I, I understand the criticism or whatever, but the response is just going to be the same every time, and, like, it's probably the smartest thing Cardi B has ever said publicly when she was like, I mean... Yeah, we could we could not talk about this every song, but you could not listen to it. Then if I would not want I to listen sell. to it. <laughs> it's like so so long as it sells, uh, we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the shit where people are like, "Oh my goodness, I watched that video and it is disgusting." It's like, "Okay, don't watch the video don't watch then." Watch the video. Dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, "Okay, if you don't like the video, it's probably not for you." Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, like, I don't even, like, I don't really like the song that much myself, but it's like, I don't... I'm not going to be going back and revisiting it all. I don't need to, I don't need to like it. Like, it's, I it's, don't it, think it's for me. <laughs> like, it's just not. It's, and, it's not what it was made for. <laughs> I mean, fuck it, man. It's, it's dude rappers out here rapping about their dick game all the time. Oh, yeah. How many women they fuck? <laughs> Why can't women talk about their wap? <laughs> if they want to Because uh, apparently only men can do it for them That's fair I'm kidding, it's not fair It's fucking disgusting Men suck Bottom line As a man I feel confident I can say this <laughs> I speak for the men Not we all of suck. them <laughs> For the most part It's a rough one I told you I started one. that Hall Pass movie, right? Yeah. That's just about a couple of normal dudes, and I got about 15 minutes into it, and I was like, God, I fucking hate these guys. <laughs> You're like, I fucking hate normal dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate normal guys. It's the worst. Like, are we all like this? They were just normal middle-aged white guys, and I'm like, I, I've, I've, I've known a bunch of dudes yeah. like this. Yeah. And I was like, ah. You're like, I don't, this is not my, my vibe. It ain't. Not anymore. At one point, I was like a 13-year-old little little hormonal monster. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, women are so pretty. <laughs> it's when you discovered it. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Puberty, just <laughs> like everyone else. <laughs> well, it's going to be a good show. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. And, uh, you know, enjoy it. You must. You must, indeed. Uh, let's roll that tape. What do you say? I believe we should do that. To the Penny Bloom Podcast Ain't another place that has got more bombast Rump past your mom dad's Listening to Tomcast Talking everything that make you sad We don't want that We're here to make you smile Put your mind at ease Peace, love, and bloom And always praise Keanu Reeves This what we about Get some weed and now We'll talk until we can't no more And then we peace and how Alright, let's go Penny Bloom Podcast It's the Penny Bloom Podcast Penny Bloom Podcast Podcast. Penny, Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny, Penny, Penny Bloom Podcast.
So we're going to start today <laughs> with an American pickle. Good movie. Yeah, good yeah, movie. What you think overall? What thoughts? thoughts? I mean, it was it was it was a. I think it was what we wanted for these sort of comedy movies, which was kind of short and contained, not very, uh, not overly complex. You know, just something that's enjoyable to watch. One hundred percent, I agree. I uh, I mean, I love Seth Rogen. Yeah, everything he does, I'm gonna eat that shit up. You know, <laughs> this dude's this dude doesn't make. I mean, some may say he makes bad movies, but I don't. No, nah. I, I always find them enjoyable. No, nah, always. always, and uh, they, I, I have a tough time finding any complaints about it. It uh, it did a really good job. I, I don't think we'd had a movie yet. We've had TV shows, but I don't think we've had a movie yet that directly addressed cancel culture through Twitter. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not yet, and that'll that'll be important because the way that it's portrayed is really like this, like like a tool, like a, it's use. like a tool, and it's like it's like people people know exactly how to get under everyone's skin oh yeah like and it's like just getting a way to get someone to say the wrong thing and then you're done you're toasted and then you're done your cake your cake so we're gonna start with a little bit of a summary for you this is via the movie spoiler Herschel Greenbaum is an Eastern European immigrant who travels to America with his wife Sarah in 1919 to escape their dreadful home life. While working at a pickle factory, Herschel falls into a vat and remains preserved in the pickle brine for a hundred years. He wakes up in the in the present day and discovers he has a great grandson, Ben, who is a freelance app developer. Herschel's old-fashioned way of thinking gets him and Ben in trouble with the law, which leads to them falling out since it ruins Ben's chance of getting funding for an app he's been working on. Herschel decides to start a pickle business by gathering pickles and salt from a dumpster and creating brine with rainwater. The, the pickles are a big success with New Yorkers, but Ben continues to sabotage Herschel's business by getting him to reveal his bigoted way of thinking. And uh, that was one of the, like, that was a good portion of the movie, him trying to sabotage him. Oh, yeah. No. Because first he reported him to the health department. Yeah, he did three different things. And then, and then he was like, yo, you should sign up for Twitter. I think that'll be great for you. And then that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and then he asked him <laughs> his thoughts on Christian prayer in public schools. Oh, my God. So, if you believe in Jesus, uh -huh. you you're, you're a stupid idiot. <laughs> God. In God we trust. <laughs> I want the big office. I want. I want very big office. Very big office. This man was hilarious. I mean, <laughs> Seth Rogen's. Seth, how could he not be? <laughs> I mean, Seth Rogen's phenomenal. Yeah. When all of New York appears to have turned on Herschel for his statements, Ben tries to help him cross the border to Canada. But after Ben confesses that he was trying to sabotage Herschel, Herschel knocks Ben out and assumes his identity, causing Ben to be deported back to Herschel's hometown, Schlupsk. 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 That doesn't what exist, a shitty does name. Doesn't ex actually exist, does it? I, I doubt it, but I mean, if it does. Schlupsk. Schlupsk. That's a town name <laughs> right there. Terrible. When Herschel goes back to Ben's apartment, he finds out that Ben was making his app in honor of his late parents. Boop. Bop. Aww. That was sweet. That one got me a little bit. Herschel goes back to Schlupp's to reconcile with Ben and bring him back home, and they decide to go into the pickle business together. An American pickle. An American pickle. What were some uh, parts in that movie that kind of <laughs> stood out to you? Uh, I don't know. It was just like, uh, like I liked, uh, obviously, like how he was just going around basically sabotaging his pickle business. Yeah, <laughs> like the, was that was like, that was like half the movie. Because like, well, and it makes sense because it's like, what's that introduction going to be to the world after a hundred years in a vat of pickles? And for him, it's just mountains and mountains of red tape, essentially. Um, Pretty much, like socially and and literally, and so it's like. That's a, a, a that's definitely something that's markedly different from like a hundred years ago. It's like oh, dude. how fucking constraining the world just naturally is. That's true. I mean, this man, like his biggest worries in his life, and I mean, like he was. They showed his life at the beginning of the movie when he was in Schlupsk. Didn't look like he was having a great time. <laughs> Let's be digging honest. Digging ditches. Digging ditches. He finds woman. She has Killing all rats. teeth. She has all of her teeth, mm -hmm. top row and bottom row. Mm -hmm. He makes sure to mention that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie was uh, at the beginning when her uh, uh, Herschel and his wife go to the bog. Mm -hmm. 
and they like tell each other their dreams and stuff. And his wife is like, "You promise you uh, you promise not to laugh." And then Seth Rogen, or not Seth Rogen, they're both Seth Rogen. Herschel and uh, <laughs> and uh, what was uh, Ben? Uh, ben. Herschel and Ben go to the same bog when they're in Schlupsk, and he's like, "Can I can I tell you something?" He's like, "What? Promise not to laugh." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that was a cu- that was a cute little callback. Yeah. I really enjoy stuff like that." <laughs> But yeah, it was a it was it was a well written movie too. It was a, it was a real well written movie. Like I think that they were really focused on just kind of hitting the high points of like internet culture and how it's changed the world, and then being like, oh, family still exists, and like that's kind of like the the underlying theme that supports the the characters, um, which is a a good one. I think you know can't can't really complain too much about it. Yeah, and it was a uh, it. It was cool to see Herschel getting a feel from Ben of how the world works now, while Ben also had to address some things from his past because of Herschel. Yeah, right. It was like, it made him, uh, well, like when he goes to the, uh, when he's in Schlupsk later and he, he starts to pray with mm-hmm. them. I thought that was, that was a cute little moment too. Yeah. Where he like kind of, he like came into his own and he was like, okay. Like maybe this is something I can get behind. I didn't realize this was all about community and stuff. Yeah. Some sometimes organized religion can be a good thing. Yeah, sometimes, 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 <laughs> and because uh, that's because he was really like that was his thing. His his mm-hmm. app was for ethical businesses and stuff like that. Yeah. So it only makes sense for someone like that to be against organized religion. Exactly. Yeah. And things of the such. But it's like. That's just also the trend of the world. It just has been kind of dis- disregard those things that they used to hold as sacred, just because like th- there isn't any immediate value to it to to a person like Ben. That's true. It's very true, and that that is becoming more and more common just amongst people. Yeah. Um. Very very fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some of the fu- like uh, <laughs> when his assistant quits. <laughs> she's she's like I appreciate you for this opportunity and thank you for the college credit then she like walks into the picket line and grabs a sign and is like down with Herschel down with Herschel and then she mouths I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah no, but that's that, I thought that was a really important point too on just how people like how two-faced people will be flip floppy because of be. the internet or because of of, of uh, just like at what everyone else is doing I think it was also a comment on like the extremes Mm-hmm. It's like she was completely on his side, and then when she felt the pressure to switch sides, she was like, "Okay, well, I'm all in on the other side." Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, <laughs> I'm not with you at all. I'm not with you. No. Which I mean, he did say some pretty despicable things. I mean, of course, I wouldn't yeah. be with him. But I wouldn't have been with him in the first place. You, you <laughs> would think you would think people would be understanding, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, like in reality, he was from 1919. Like, <sighs> oh my god, I, I hate to say it's a different time uh-huh. because, like. Yes, it was a different time, but that doesn't excuse people being assuholes. Yeah. But, like, this dude literally came to 2020. Yeah. <laughs> of, all, of all years. Of all, <laughs> of all the years. Like, god damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't I know mean, what he was in for. Anybody wakes up from from that long ago, they would just... Yeah, if anybody wakes up in a uh, vat of pickle brine after 100 years, they're... Uh, they would definitely be outspoken. They're in for... would... Uh, be like, oh my god, look at what they said. Oh my god, Ronnie. They'd just be like, yo, why you? Why is that shit so controversial? <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked the part where people, some, is it uh, pickles that he's selling? Or is it hate? <laughs> some people think he's a despicable man. Others think he's a champion of free speech. <laughs> champion. Which is like extremely accurate to yeah. everyone who says shitty things. And then they're now. like, well, he, he he's into religion, so like I, I like him there and that's basically why I support him. No, he was he, she she was like that's like I yeah, he says some pretty uh risky things, but uh he's religious, so I believe him. I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> I believe him. Uh that's that's the depth of a lot of people's thinking, especially when it comes to social media and, and things that disperse that way. For sure, and uh, I mean, dude, it was just—it was just a good movie. It was. Shall we get into the rating of it? We shall. So you—you you know how this works by now. If you're uh, if you're with us for the first time, though, we have a comedy scale. We rank that one to ten. We have an action scale one to ten. Plot scale one to ten. Visuals one to ten. Emotions one to ten, and cast and crew one to ten. We add these all up, we divide it by six, and that is our total for the movie's rating. So, 
on a scale of cats to ten. Cats, Jack and Jill, Not Another Teen Movie, School of Rock, Anchorman, Scary Movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Ant-Man, Sorry to Bother You, Elf, and Friday. On a scale of cats to Friday, how funny was an American Pickle? Probably uh, about an eight. About an eight. Right on par with the... Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You. It's a different kind of comedy. Definitely. 100%. Definitely. But I... And I was talking to you about this off mic earlier about how like it was just overall the, it was situationally funny too. Yeah, everything like the entire situation yeah, was funny. Exactly. There were there were a few laugh out loud moments for sure because it's a Seth Rogen movie, uh-huh. but also with a Seth Rogen movie, the scenario is going to be wild as hell. Yeah, the scenario is just going to be like this like, guy was in a vat of pickle uh, brine for a hundred years, <laughs> and I like how they completely skipped over the scientific explanation because oh, yeah. there isn't one. <laughs> they, well, they were yeah. like, "Here's a doctor saying official scientific things about it," and then he, and then Herschel voices yeah. over. He's like, "And then the doctor said bunch of things that uh, <laughs> very mean, scientific, and I do not understand." <laughs> And, and then, everybody seemed to. Seemed and then to everyone was like, "Ah, okay. oh, that makes sense." Because <laughs> 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 they're like, "How could this happen?" And he's just like, "Oh, well, it can happen like this." And they're like, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. all right, fair enough." No, fair enough. <laughs> like that so, never yeah, actually we, happens. <laughs> <laughs> we give this an eight on the comedy scale, and that's a that's a strong rating. I don't think we've had anything that's rated at an eight on any level. Have we? We haven't. Not a single thing has rated an eight. In the three movies now, now three movies with uh, an American pickle. So, congrats to an American pickle for uh, for uh, climbing up the scales for us. Yeah, uh, action. Obviously, not a lot of action. Not in this a lot movie, of action. But Herschel Herschel throw does the fuck do down. violence. <laughs> Herschel will do violence too. <laughs> this is promise. Yeah, Herschel. Uh, he could uh, he could throw down a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's a little a uh, little freaky, and I like the way he uh, he squared up. He was like, uh, "Put him on, put him on." Yeah. Yeah, he's a uh, interesting cat, but not a lot of action. Therefore, doesn't rank relatively high on our cats to ten scale. We got one cats, two Transformers: Age of Extinction, three Chappie, four Tokyo Drift, five Suicide Squad, six Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, seven John Wick, eight The Matrix, nine Born Identity, and ten The Dark Knight. Whereabouts does an American pickle fall for action? We have placed it at two point five. Because it's still better than Transformers. Still better than Transformers. Still better than Transformers. Like, for all the fucking money they put into the CGI and all of the special effects. Herschel squaring up was better than that. Yeah. was better than that. (laughs) Honestly, though. That's what we're saying. (laughs) That was a fresher action scene than anything in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Herschel will do violence. violence. If if Optimus Prime would have stood up and been like, Optimus Prime will do violence. (laughs) Maybe maybe I'd be maybe. on board. I'd reconsider, <laughs> but until that happens, I just, yeah I gotta go with Herschel. <laughs> so on the action scale, American Pickle gets a two point five. That's an eight and a two point five so far. Vastly different scores. We have emotion next. The emotion elicited in this movie was uh, surprisingly uh, potent. Perhaps, yeah. yeah the, the last thirty minutes hit a lot more. Uh, they were a lot more meaningful than I anticipated them to be by the first hour of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, he definitely uh, took the time out to make sure that there was a wholesome wholesome sort of uh, ethic underlying the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. So on a scale of cats to ten, we have one, cats, two, life itself, three, the spectacular now, four, high school musical, three, five, American honey, six, the fault in our stores, seven, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, eight, bridge to Terabithia, nine, boys in the hood, and ten, Fruitvale Station on a scale of cats to Fruitvale Station. How emotional was an American pickle? We put it, and honestly, in hindsight, I feel like we might have we might have given it a bit of credit, but on par with a beautiful day in the neighborhood I, at I, seven. Well, see, the thing is, about with the emotion at the end of this movie, I really I, it was heartwarming, and that's what that it reminded me a lot of the way I felt during a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. So that's why I felt like, you know what, seven's probably appropriate for this. And, I mean, there was some other things in there about how uh, Ben's Ben's parents had died and he ended up naming the company after them, Boop Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that, those are great. But it's just like I feel like yeah, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood had a lot more intention with what it was, like that's the fair. emotion that it was trying to convey. Because it is still a Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> well, hey, Seth Rogen can be deep. It Ain't can't. no reason for Seth Rogen not to be D. That's fair. That's fair. But we put it at seven. We put it at seven. 
I can recalculate right now if you want to move this bad boy down to a six. It's fine. (laughs) Nah, it's a seven. So, put it on par with a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Therefore, gets a seven, which is .5 less than Jojo Rabbit, by the way. Hmm. Visual aesthetic, next. On a scale of cats to ten, one, cats, two, Fantastic Four, the one from the 90s, three, X-Men, four, Inglorious Bastards, five, Thor Ragnarok, six, mid-90s, seven, Guava Island, eight, La La Land, nine, Interstellar, ten, Parasite. On a scale of cats to Parasite, where does an American pickle fall for you in visual aesthetic? We gave her a good 6.5. We were like, sure, we'll throw it between mid-90s and Guava Island. Yeah. Feels about right. The the shots at the beginning were too interesting and intentional not to not to have gotten some recognition for me. I liked those a lot. Yeah, yeah, those those are cool, definitely. It was just a, a good like they did a good job with how they made this one. You could tell that that, that there was a talent behind it. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, uh, the uh, no wait, I might be thinking of the wrong movie. Oh no! This guy, the guy who directed this, is the cinematographer from most of Seth Rogen's ever other movies. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, it ultimately added up to a director who was big on what he's doing behind the camera. Yeah, which you'd expect of a director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, on a scale for visual aesthetic, American Pickle gets six point five. Plot. Was that? Yeah. Sol- solidly written. Yeah. Pretty concise. But uh it was just die for me. Yeah, it was just alright. You know. On a scale of cats to ten, cats behaving badly, paranormal activity, the rise of Skywalker, I Tanya, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Breakfast Club, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Moonlight, Blind Spotting, on a scale of cats to blind spotting. Where does an American pickle fall for you in plot? I think we gotta give it a, a good five point five. Five point five falling right between I Tanya and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because Let's face it, it's not as good as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, no. It's just not. It's still good, though. As we've said before, we grade on a pretty heavy curve. Yeah. <laughs> our top, our top, like, six to six to ten, seven to ten are all pretty fucking awesome yeah. on all of these. Oh, yeah. Uh, and lastly, cast and crew. This one hurt a little bit because it was basically only Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like I mean that's not terrible. I appreciate the talent behind it. He did play two the two main characters, mm-hmm. and that's impressive. Right. But we go based off the strength of names in the cast and crew, and when it's just Seth Rogen back there, it's hard. Yeah. But still good enough to uh, beat Cats, Hulk, and Straight Outta Compton. I'll tell you what, Cats, uh, Hulk, Straight Outta Compton, Rush Hour, The Amazing Spider Man Two, Pulp Fiction, Iron Man Two, American Hustle, Ocean's Eleven, Wolf of Wall Street. Where did American Pickle fall? 3.5. Yep, right there between Straight Outta Compton and Rush Hour. Not quite as good as Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, but better than everybody in Straight Outta Compton. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Not I'll, And I consider them being better than Chris Tucker and uh, Jackie Chan, but, you know, I couldn't quite do it. I mean, Jackie Chan and uh, Chris Tucker is just too, too iconic of a duo. Yeah, frankly. right. Honestly, Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen is a pretty iconic duo. Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen is probably the most iconic duo, if we're being for real. Then why don't we rank it like that? Uh, because we can't give every movie a 10 we out of 10. should have given it a 10. We should have given it a 10. <laughs> we, can, we can't give every Seth Rogen movie a 10 out of 10 in every category. It's just not fair. <laughs> fair. I mean, even though it's probably deserving. <laughs> so, we add it all up. We divide it by 6. The total comes to 5.5. But guess what? We round up here. We round up. And it's a 6 out of 10. That's a 6 out of 10 right there. And uh, that'll be the third movie in a row. That is rated a 6 out of 10. Yeah. And you might be saying, your guys' scale just always comes to 6 out of 10, but you're wrong. You see, these movies were just, eh. You know, uh-huh. They were solid. Yeah, they are solid. They were solid that they weren't great. Therefore, 6 out of 10 makes six sense out of to 10. me. It, it makes sense. Uh, when we see that great movie, it'll it'll change it. It'll, 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 it'll get that bump. It'll, it'll get, get it. that bump. I'm certain of it. It'll get it. But? Every movie is average, which on average makes sense. <laughs> on average, <laughs> on average, things being average does make sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, an American Pickle, the third six out of ten in a row. Jojo Rabbit, Ad Astra, and American Pickle, <laughs> all on the same level for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> These are all right there for us. I, I, I can agree with that. But uh, it is interesting the way the, the rankings have come out when you break it down to the point. Jojo Rabbit, Ad Astra, and American Pickle. I find that interesting. 
shall we move on to the next segment? I believe we shall. We shall. Next segment. And now, it's time! You know, like, the uh, the guy who does the announcements at UFC and, like, boxing matches? Yeah, yeah, you sound nothing like him. I, no, I don't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> we are here to do two Protect 7 attack. It's that time. It is that time. So, I know everyone was waiting on it. Yeah, you know the rules, people. You have two of these to defend you. The other seven are coming to destroy you. Starting with our most powerful, we've got one Jean Grey. We've got two Batmen. (laughs) Batmen. We have five Clifford the Big Red Dogs. We have 25 Baby Groots. (laughs) 75 Denzel Washingtons. 100 Bill Nyes. 100 Bobby Shmurdas. 150 crackhead Kennys from his appearance on The Wire. Not The Wire. Power. (laughs) The Wire. That would have been great, though. That would have been great if crackhead Kenny could have made an appearance on The Wire as well as Power. As well as Power. Uh, And then lastly, 350 Little Bills. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one. (laughs) Okay, so I'm definitely taking Little Bill. Little Bill's got to be one. (laughs) Off top, off top, you you think so, right? 350, that's overwhelming. Total on this board, there are 808 characters. 808. That's absurd. Okay, so. So I'm thinking Jean Grey is overwhelming. Jean Grey is overwhelming. You got to think about what she did in The Last Stand. The Last Stand. That's the scary shit right there where she was just making people disappear. But you got to also think about that. That's not her complete power. Like if you've read comic book Jean Grey. Both. Like she's, she's like an actual phoenix. Like she's she like, is the she, she is, is the like, single most powerful person when she's infused. I, with I think phoenix people have like literally said that. Universe. Um, and so when you when you weigh that against you know our number two here, Batman, bro, Jean Grey's making light work of Batman. Okay, but listen, ba- no, ba- no, no, listen. Jean Grey is making light work can, of can, Batman. Can Batman and Superman beat Jean Grey? No. Why not? Because she's Jean fucking Grey. But can Batman and Superman working together beat Jean Grey? I'm sure they could. You see, because that's that's how things work when they work together. They beat whoever they're trying to fight. Then you got to think, two Batman with anyone else with considerable amount of power. Take 25 baby Groots. That'd That'd be dangerous. If he strategized that out, I, li- I like that you're you're la- you're latching onto Batman here because I enjoy I enjoy I wanted to get some Batman commentary. I really think Batman oh, yeah. and Baby Groot would be a problem. I was Batman thinking that and earlier. Baby Groot would Griffin, be a problem. Griffin, my little brother, came down here earlier and was like, was like, man, I I don't know how how good Batman will be. And I was like, dude, Batman and Baby Groot, that's, <laughs> a, that's and a problem. Groot, yeah, <laughs> no, it is a problem. And then you, you, that's not even considering Batman and Clifford. Okay, Five Clifford Cliffords. the Big Red Dog. Um, can you imagine those just five Clifford the Big Red Dogs just fucking running into battle? Jean Grey on their back, just like fucking... That would be fucking amazing. Yo, but also, we have a similar situation that we did last week with another uh, sort of uh, the Army of the Dead with uh, the Dragon and Game of Thrones situation where if you had Little Bill and the Cliffords on opposite teams... This could be pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> this this could get pretty entertaining pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I feel that. But, yeah, Clifford's dangerous. He Clifford. could just stomp on all the he, little he bills. He could do a lot of work. But what if you had little Bill and Clifford? Now we're thinking. Imagine just per Clifford, mm. I don't know, 350 divided by 5? Nah, yeah, they, I don't know. With Bobby Shmurda... Batman and Jean Grey on all on the same team. Bobby Schmurda is a dangerous one there. Bobby Schmurda is the dangerous one. Yeah, definitely. I, I might honestly need to take the hundred Bobby Schmurdas off the I board. I mean, he he's been selling crack since like the fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, like you know, he's got a you know he keeps that thing on him. So it's like it's, it's just it's just a, he he he's that he's that distance force. He's kind of like uh, he was like Tory Lanez last. Tory Lanez, yeah, he's like he's just like Tory Lanez. Honestly. That's why we also gave him a hundred. Yeah, but we gave him less because it was 150 Tory Lanez. Because Bobby Smurda is probably... no, it was 100 Tory Lanez, oh, was? 150 oh, Patrick shit, you're Stars. Right, you're right. Damn. 
Yeah. But we also got a hundred Bill Nyes. Think about the shit this could cre- this dude could create. I think Bobby. Smurda's I bet one hundred Bill, Bill Nyes. Versus one hundred Bobby Smurda's Bobby Smurda's Bill Nye wins. No. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Bobby Smurda Bobby's <laughs> Bobby Smurda Bobby's. Bill here's, Nye, here's the 1v1. real question: A hundred Bobby Smurdas versus seventy-five Denzels. Denzel just wins that out of respect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. He definitely taught Bobby most of what he knows. I'm <laughs> <laughs> in theory. In theory, you know, he blue magic. He was all <laughs> on that. <laughs> Frank White, you know. <laughs> oh my God, X, <laughs> X, for sure. I mean, Denzel's a dangerous force. 75 Denzel's, 25 baby. No, that wouldn't work. There's a, a part in the, the Harley Quinn show I'm watching with a character named Clayface in the DC Universe who's an actor, and someone goes, hand over your weapons, and he, he tries to give him his actor's uh, like guidebook, and he's like, sir, that's not a weapon. And he goes, well, when I act somebody to death, you will be at fault. <laughs> that's Denzel. Uh, oh, when I act <laughs> that's Denzel here. When I act somebody to death. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I uh to be honest, the least two compelling ones for me are Bill Nye. Yeah. And uh Crackhead Kenny. Crackhead Kenny could be a problem though. You you, you remember the way he walked around that corner? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You tell him you tell me that man don't walk around 150 corners like that. But, and okay, so but who can he he couldn't convince Batman. He couldn't convince Jean Grey. He he might be able to tame Clifford. Um Baby Groot, they would probably get along. Denzel, he couldn't get past Denzel. He's top sergeant. Oh yeah, I mean one Denzel takes out two crackhead Kenny's easy. Oh. And that's exactly yeah. the ratio. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um Crackhead Kenny and Bobby Schmurda, two fifty. That's dangerous, right there. I mean, but then think because, about it. Because then you still got four hundred fifty between Little Bill and Bill Nye right, and the other right. team. But no gotta, matter what, but in this one, numbers is a problem. Yeah, sure. But when you think strategically, Bill Nye and Little Bill aren't distance fighters. Bobby Schmurda is a distance fighter. He's a distance. Fighter. <laughs> He's a distance. And you tell me I got a hundred of them. That's a fucking freedom fighter right there. Oh yeah. So Bobby you would, you would need someone who can take out massive amounts at once and keep them at bay. Bobby Smur, hundred Bobby Smurders and five Cliffords. Talking about keeping a distance and keeping them the fuck back. Give me Jean Grey, one Jean Grey, bro. So you don't even yeah, need to be up fact. close to just be like, boom, wave of a hand, you're fucking dead. <laughs> All right, Jean Grey's probably got to be on the team. Like, she has I can't, to. Yeah, you like, can't, like, last time we were like, okay, Jean Rick Grey Sanchez. Like, our number one club right now is Rick Sanchez and Jean Grey. And Jean Grey is like 50 Rick Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> did we did we record? Did, did, either, did you pick Rick, uh, Rick last time? No, I picked John Wick and Dolores. Oh yeah, and yeah. you picked John Wick and uh, Tory Lanez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I definitely got to have Jean Grey this time. I'm not gonna lie, and I think I have to as well. But you know, may- maybe I. Uh, no, you got to have Jean Grey. It's you impossible. Got, you yeah, have to have impossible. Jean Grey. She's too powerful. So okay, so one, we are each guaranteed to have a Jean Grey. But the other one, that's up for debate. Yeah, I don't think you can take Batman. The three, no, no. the three versus eight hundred and five numbers just doesn't just doesn't bode well. It, just doesn't, it doesn't bode well at all. <laughs> three versus eight hundred and five is not a move. Um, and I was tempted Jean Grey and Clifford, but you know, six versus eight hundred and two, it doesn't sound much doesn't better. Sound much better. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're saying anything below basically Denzel. Is out the question. Jean Grey. Not necessarily. Jean Grey and Baby Groot could that, do it. That's the, that's the thing. Baby Groot's Baby Groot could be a problem, potentially. Baby Groot though. It is Baby Groot, but Denzel, Bill Nye, Bobby Schmurda, Crackhead Kenny, and Little Bill can't grow their limbs. <laughs> that's <laughs> he that's can just stick point. all of them from a distance because he's he's a fucking tree. That's a fair point, but you got to think. There's just so many he, of the other he, ones. Baby Groot's working with wood. Bobby Smurda's working with lead. <laughs> <laughs> Ticonderoga, that's the only time you hold your lead. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You know what? You motherfucking right. <laughs> I. And he's it's a hundred. So he you put you put. I think the four, only way put, to go you put here four Bobby Smurda's on one Baby Groot. I think the only way to go here is Jean Grey Bobby Smurda. 
<laughs> I think it's the only. I think it's the only one you okay, can do. Okay, so now we got to consider who can beat Bobby Schmurda. Three hundred and fifty little bills. No, <laughs> no, there's three hundred and fifty of him. Fair. They, I think they could get to him, but what what offensive capabilities do the little bills have? Well, they, they're doing He's all little. they can to protect you. Exactly. So the way the when, way I they get to to Bobby Schmurda. If Bobby Schmurda doesn't pick them all off before then, what can they do to him? I don't know, man. Like, I mean, think of like, okay, do you remember in Game of Thrones, in uh, all of these come back to Game of Thrones because the Army of the Dead is an an endless supply for these 350 little bills and 150 Patrick stars. That's just exactly what it would be like. (laughs) So I'm thinking, you remember at Hard Home? When the lady, like, turned around and there was just, like, a bunch of kids in front of her. Yeah. And she just crossed her arms and then those kids ate her. Yeah. I think that's what Little Bill, that's what little bill would do to Bobby Shmurda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> they'll just attack. They'll just attack and eat. All right. So, <laughs> we've been forgetting Denzel. Denzel probably holds that heat, too. Because if, we, if, we're, if, if it's no, generic Denzel, if it's generic Denzel and we get to choose which Denzel we're working with. Dangerous training day. Training day. Training day Denzel is the first one that pops in my mind. I, I mean, and Malcolm. No, Malcolm wasn't militant. He, he, well, he wasn't himself militant. He was a. He, he was, was an a, advocate for the militancy. He was militancy. an advocate for militancy, but he wasn't like. A, like, I don't know. You seen that picture of him holding a rifle up at the, by the window? Oh. It's a pretty iconic photo. Yeah, of course you yeah. see. It's a pretty <laughs> like dope Malcolm Malcolm photo. The, what's the, what's that line? Like Malcolm X with the rifle. That's a J Cole it's line. A J Cole and, uh, line. From, uh, uh, Malcolm X at the rifle. Find no. steps up the Eiffel. Barely hope to be the best. Oh, it's a that's a off D's. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cannot fuck with me just yet though. Say I need a close thing to me. Say la vie, my vocal range will be. Hey. <laughs> That shit's hard. Uh, now nah, we don't need a preacher though. We need, we need, we need, we need that action. We need training day. Yeah, we need, we training, need training day. day. <laughs> we need training day Denzel. So, Gene Gray is seventy-five training day Denzels. Eight seventy-six. Eight hundred eight minus seventy-six. So seven hundred something. That's all you need to know. It's seven hundred like something versus seventy-six. Seven hundred and like thirty something, but. I think so. They have it's a ten to one ratio here, just about. Yeah, that's steep, and that's with that's with seventy five Denzels. The like can each Denzel Kilton of the other ones we give? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But Gene Gray could. Gene Gray could. Gene Gray, but then, see, but then see the thing point, is, I don't think it matters who else you pick. Yeah. I think Gene Gray is just too powerful. That that like no matter what you win. <laughs> well, you you got to think. You got to think. In the last stand, you you got to counter for you got to counter for Batman. Two Batman. I'm not. Batman. Wor- I'm not no, worried no, 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 about no, no, no. Batman. Listen, listen, listen. Batman and Bill Nye. Now we're on to something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Batman and Bill Nye working together with five Cliffords, twenty-five Baby Groots, uh, probably one hundred and fifty Crackhead Kennys, and three hundred and fifty Little Bills. You got one hundred and two masterminds, and like four hundred foot soldiers, four four hundred fifty foot soldiers, four five hundred foot soldiers. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> that could be a problem. <laughs> but are you telling me you go Jean Grey and Batman? No, that's no, absurd. no. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we have to strive. Like, whoever is with Jean Grey, Jean Grey alone couldn't take two Batman, 100 Bill Nyes, 500 foot soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> 500 boots on the ground Okay <laughs> This ain't no team death match You go down You're down for real Okay <laughs> So So Who Who has to work with Gene Gray then This one is so much harder Than the last one <laughs> yes. it's, it's crazy how much harder This one is than the last one Because we for sure Have one locked in yeah, From the yeah, jump Right it's just a matter of picking the next one. 
Because it's like you go with you go with the uh, Bill Nye's. One Jean Grey, a hundred Bill Nye's. Oh, no, I don't, I don't need strategy if, body Schmer, if Bobby Schmurt is packing that thing. That's true. That's okay. True. And you just still got one Jean Grey, even if yeah, strategy wouldn't really matter at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it all. Jean Grey versus all of them. <laughs> one versus 807. Uh I, I, okay, time to lock in your answer. Okay. Who are you going with? I don't know. I, Go with the gut. First thing. First, first thing. I gotta take. I gotta take Jean Grey. Bobby Smurda. This Bobby Smurda. Bobby Smurda. Bitch. <laughs> I'm, I was really stuck between Bobby Smurda and Lil Bill. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I didn't expect it to come down to Jean Grey, Bobby Smurda, and Lil Bill. I mean, I knew Jean Grey would be in there, but yeah. I mean, because but it's like you got to take the numbers away from Batman and Bill Nye. You really do. That's you how you. That's you how can't you have 500 boots on the ground. You can't. You can't let them do it. And so you take 350 of those out that you got. 100, 200. But like you said earlier, what's Lil Bill gonna do? 400. You got a little over 400 foot soldiers if you take Jean Grey, Lil Bill. But that also puts Jean oh, Grey and Lil Bill you at know 350. What? You know you what I'm Jean thinking? Grey. You know what I'm thinking? Jean Grey has a... Telepathy. Telepathy. She can... If direct she wanted to direct the Ooh, little bills, all right. now we got a problem. <laughs> now we got a problem with the little bills. I'm going Jean Grey and Little Bill. She does this. She does the same thing with Bobby Schmurda. Little Bill can't wield a weapon. You don't know. You don't know Little Bill nah, like that. That blast back. You don't know Little Bill back. like that. You know, no, he like two feet. Blast back. Blast. He like back. he like two feet. <laughs> Guns half his body. <laughs> He's shooting everybody in the kneecaps. <laughs> I fair. Seventy five Denzels on the floor just shooting. <laughs> you know, okay. You want to? We're going training day Denzel with a Jean Grey, like fifty fifty at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> now we talking, okay? Nah. I'm going. Jean- I'm going. I'm going one Jean Grey and seventy five training day Denzels. <laughs> okay, I, I can respect it. That was probably that, that was up there too. That was probably my third choice. No, I'm not going. <laughs> I oh. can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't commit. Uh, you got to commit. I, okay, I, I, okay, okay, yeah. I got it. I think I'm going Jean Grey, Little Bill. Jean Grey, Little Bill, huh? Jean Grey and Little Bill. The direction of the sol- of the foot soldiers is important to it me. It is. But I like your idea of when she controls Bobby Schmurda. Yeah, I yeah. got to go Jean Grey, Bobby Schmurda. <laughs> okay, we just switched. We really did. <laughs> You're like, I think I'm going G Grey Little Bill. I'm like, I'm thinking Bobby. I mean, it uh, just had to be done, though. It had to be. Those our, are the both only... of our lines of reasoning were so reasonable yeah. that the, we each convinced each other to switch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize how fucking awesome that is? Yo, <laughs> only on Penny Bloom. Only, <laughs> but yeah, my final answer. <laughs> One Jean Grey, 100 Bobby Schmurdas. That is 101 versus 707. And I'm going to go one Jean Grey, 350 little bills. So that's 351 minus seven, or 808, which is, I don't know. It's 500-something. Right, let, let me see. No, wait, it's 400-something. 808 <laughs> minus 351. 457. You 351 versus 457. I've got 707 versus 101. I'm the 101. Wait. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think I might have you beat. Are you... We, we talking head-to-head now? We talking what's, what goes down Gene Gray... Versus Jean Grey and Bobby Schmurda versus Jean Grey and Little Bill. Uh, yeah, why? Why the fuck not? I, I, I have your ass. 
Actually, I might, I might lose that one. Those Jean Grey versus Jean, like, see, that that's the thing. The Jean Grey versus Jean Grey, like, cancels each other out, and they, like, both just, like, implode on yeah, impact. right. So now we're just talking Little Bill versus Bobby Shmurda. Who gets that? Bobby Shmurda, I can't even lie. That's true. But. But they don't face each other. This is just, yeah, a, yeah, this is just yeah. a hypothetical. <laughs> this is just a hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> As if the whole thing wasn't already hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is completely real. <laughs> no, no, we are paying them to make this happen. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta go Gene Gray, Bobby Schmurda. We have our answers. We do, we do indeed. Is it time for the Umbrella Academy? I believe so. Next segment. Season 2, Episode 2 of the Umbrella Academy. This was better than the first episode. For me. Definitely, definitely. It, it, there was some, like, there was story progression. It was just easier to get, in, 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 you know, get interested in. Yeah, I was, I was, I was more highly engaged. I thought you were just going to say you were more high. <laughs> well, <laughs> not a lot of difference. <laughs> but, uh, it was really enjoyable. It was, it was, uh, I mean, we got some serious story development. We got some, I like their involvement and their center centralizing the plot around the uh, Kennedy assassination. That's yeah. It's interesting. Cause it's like, how, how pivotal of a moment was that for Americans? Is that like, everybody's like, what if JFK, ne- JFK never died? And for real, what if JFK never died? Well, I mean, yeah. Like there's just no fucking way to know. <laughs> like, would he still be president? <laughs> maybe <laughs> fucking maybe there, in the Watchmen universe Reagan was president or no Nixon was president for like five terms <laughs> wait for real yeah and then and then Robert Redford was too the actor Robert Redford <laughs> why why is Donald Trump the president man? <laughs> these are the questions these are the questions <laughs> but uh yeah I uh I really really enjoyed the episode overall I uh I got some notes here. Kind of want to hit the high notes. Hit hit the high notes. I'm gonna hit the high notes. Hit the high notes. So, uh, some of these are just straight up quotes. And the very first thing I took down for my high notes was, uh, I had one last week that farted all the way into the oven. <laughs> it happens. It happens. And it has sometimes all when you're working into the oven. when you're Get working at a morgue. Hot. Hot buns. You never know what might happen when you're working at a morgue. Maybe bodies are just farting all the way into the mm, oven. Possibly, probably. My next note was uh, talking goldfish head, all caps, because there was a yeah, human body with a goldfish head a on it. That to was process talking. that. I was just kind of like wanting to disregard the fact that there was a fish bowl in the place of the head. I didn't want to think too much into it, and then I realized about halfway through the scene, I, I've already I've already figured it out by this point, and then Tavares goes. Oh shit! The goldfish is talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, like yes, the thing on its shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, it makes sense though. Why would the goldfish be talking? Why would I, the goldfish? I thought it was just you know where it was. It just happened the, to be there. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> it must really fucking like that goldfish. <laughs> it was like a more sophisticated version of that character from Megamind. Did you ever watch Megamind? Uh, I think so, but like I don't. There was a dude with a fishbowl. On his, as a head ah. and a fish on the inside. That's what it reminded me of. Well, because it was a fish bowl. Yeah, fish yeah, yeah, yeah. As a head. Uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, my next <laughs> note <laughs> Luther is Mr. Ruby's, or yeah, Mr. Ruby's body man, the gangster who shot Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> so the reason I took this down is because uh, last episode we were wondering exactly what Luther's job was. Yeah. And now we've learned he is the body man. Of he's, Mr. He's, Ruby, he's Plan C. You know, he's if everything goes to shit, at least they will still kill that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's just. I mean, and it's cool. Like even that sort of involvement, they got the they got the guy who killed Lee Harvey Oswald as a character. In the yeah, I guess just it's it's interesting. interesting. It's inventive. It's, it's definitely a new sort of story concept that I don't think I've seen before, which is probably why these comic books blew up. I need to read the comic books now. Yeah, yeah. I've heard I'm highly good. intrigued. I've definitely heard they're good. Uh, my next note was, Luther is forced to throw out a guy who was pushing too hard to make a deal with Ruby, talking about the Bolsheviks and how the uh, communists are already here taking over. Yeah. And uh, that guy is Sissy's husband, <laughs> Carl. Which, uh, 
He sucks. I mentioned that last episode. Yeah. He does suck. He very much so does. Said he was going to work, went to get a drink. You know, relatable, but, you know, still bad. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad when you're a 21-year-old who's skipping, like, who's not lying to his wife. You know? <laughs> and his kid. Yeah, like, Jesus, man. But uh, my next one was a direct quote again. It's Lila talking to uh, Diego, who I love them. They're mm-hmm. my favorite. Uh, your fly's undone. Diego looks down. Gotcha. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> like, the cops are looking for them, driving right by, and she's like, your fly's down. And he's like, the fuck? What is wrong with you? Such a weird time for that. Such a weird time. She's a weird girl. And then... Vanya and Luther make eye contact, and Vanya just moves on. And it was in this moment that I realized, oh, shit, Vanya actually lost her memory. She wasn't just using it as an excuse to not explain her past, Yeah, which is what I thought was happening. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was kind of confused on that at first, too, because, like, my immediate thought when they were like, oh, she doesn't know where she's from. I was like, oh, she just didn't want to be like, yeah. I'm from the future. I'm from the future. Which I would have understood if she was like, totally. I can't remember shit. You can't, you can't really explain that sort of situation because you can't explain it. Yeah, they'll put you in a mental hospital like they did Diego. Like they did Diego, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I was surprised to see that. I, like, I mean, interesting development to the story. It was like we they disabled Vanya for the first several episodes of the first season, and now who knows how long she's not going to know who she is yeah, in the I second know. season. So, yeah. Did she forget her memories? In the first season? season? Yeah. Oh, well, she was – she kind of blocked some stuff out. If I remember correctly. Oh. And she, uh, I can't remember. She Like, she didn't have, she was forced to uh, keep her powers hidden, too. Yeah. So, she's got a pretty shitty, chi- she had a pretty shitty childhood. Yeah. As <clears throat> all of them did under this alien dad they had. Mm-hmm. Guy's an alien, which I learned from a YouTube video. Feels important to have mentioned that. Yeah, no, definitely. Otherwise, we'd just be like, damn, that old man can fucking fight (laughs) dude that man can beat some ass but then uh got another quote here who's diego imagine batman then aim lower (laughs) (laughs) and that is like honestly probably the most head-on assessment of diego oh there's never been a better one uh my next one another lila and diego one i love lila and diego you are an open book written for very dumb children, <laughs> Lila says to uh, Diego. Their, their back and forth is very refreshing for me. It is. <laughs> it's it's the romance that we needed from the show that wasn't provided by mm-hmm. Luther and Allison. God, that was so bad. And we'll talk about it every episode. <laughs> My next note is, fuck the police. Yeah, the police are weird. They, they act weird. Yeah, and them, uh, I mean, accurate to the times. Regardless of the time you're in. And, uh, disappointing. Disappointing. <laughs> just dis- you're just like, disappointing. Just, just, you Their know, story, that storyline is just satisfying. too fucking real for the rest of the show. Yeah. Like, every time I watch it, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, this, this is real, real, like, yeah. real shit. No, real, real shit. Like, that's what they did. Quite literally. Yeah, I mean, it's, but no. I do like that this leads to Klaus and Ray meeting in prison. Yeah. Or in jail. Yeah. And, and, then, and Ray lifts him up and is like, you know what, man? You got to you gotta keep pushing ahead. You got to keep, you gotta keep like, going. That is so wise, man. <laughs> I fucking love Klaus. He's my favorite. Don't go chasing waterfalls. My next note. Love that Klaus has been spreading the word of peace and love, likely through TLC lyrics. <laughs> 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 Told the man, don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. That is so wise. So wise. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay. My next note, all caps. What does their dad have to do with the Kennedy assassination? Holy shit, this is great. That <laughs> footage was cool. <laughs> that I liked footage it. was cool. Because like, I saw the umbrella and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. And I was like, who the fuck would be back here who had the umbrella? And then you got a clear look and I was like, oh, duh. Yeah. Their dad's younger self. Yeah. Why did I not think he would show up? Yeah. That no, makes perfect sense. It does. It definitely does. And I'm, I'm like, now I'm even more intrigued in how all the fuck this shit happened. 100%. I'm... I'm very excited to see what happens with that storyline because last storyline, I mean, like the dad obviously was a very integral part to how they were raised and explaining how they became them. Yeah. But everything involving him, I was just kind of like, 
Mm-hmm. I, I could take or leave the scenes, you know? Yeah. But I'm going to be a lot more attentive watching these because it's oh, there's a lot of mystery shrouding this yeah. shit now, which I dig. <laughs> Next note, Luther the Feds. <laughs> Luther the Feds. Pulled up on Vanya with his finger on the trigger in his back pocket. Come on, man. Enter the situation a little more calmly, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what was going on with that. Luther just seems like he's just kind of off. Like, he's having, like, his rebellious phase 20 years too late. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, you're a grown man. Get your shit grown together. grown fucking man. Like, yo, stop being so brooding all the time. Like, well, and I, I, do get, I do get it, though. You know, he was sent to the moon by his father who didn't even have a mission for him. He just sent him to the moon. And said, send soil. Yeah, like samples of the rocks. <laughs> like, yo. Man became a moon rock expert and gets back and he's like, did we change the world? And he's like, uh, oh, we the didn't world has changed. <laughs> the world has changed since you've been gone, but uh, you did nothing to cause it. You've been on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel bad for the guy, but like, man. Don't come at Vanya like that. I, f- I nah, love Vanya. I mean, you gotta, <laughs> I you gotta get over you, But it's bro. because I love Ellen Page. You're in a whole... I'm impartial to Ellen Page characters at all times. Oh, yeah. No, they're always... She's I a love good actor, her. Actress. She's the best. Um, but, nah, he's gotta get over it. For sure. Next uh, next note. Who are these weirder weirdos? Our guess is aliens. The only reason I gave stock to this idea is because <clears throat> what you said earlier... Or what you showed me earlier in the video. Oh, yeah. That his, that, dad, that was, his dad was an alien. Yeah. Or their dad was yeah. an alien. And if they're hunting down people with powers, it seems like they're trying to reclaim sort of something. It's, There's, they have some... Somebody is tipping them off as to the uh, appearances of particular people with superpowers like so Vanya. that they can just eliminate them, but... Like almost like systematically, like like they like they should be purged from here. So it seemed like they they just wanted to kill them. But it's interesting that they got a letter from the Swedes. Yeah, it is weird. Like so, like maybe they're not aliens mm. and they're they're hired by some other foreign government. Maybe they're Russians. Like I'm, I'm how the Bolshevik have infiltrated the country, like Carl was saying. I'm wondering if the uh, the uh, you know that. Uh, uh, what's what are they called the uh the organization or whatever what the organization the uh adjusters adjustment bureau yeah the oh, adjustment. Yeah, okay. i wonder if the adjustment bureau is involved too well they showed that flashback at the beginning or not flashback but what happened with that character she was uh the uh what was her name she got demoted yeah yeah she got demoted so there's something happening there but I don't know exactly how it's going to tie in. Yeah, me. Either. So I'm assuming it. I'm, I'm not assuming, but it's certainly a possibility that that's their involvement is those characters there because yeah. they did eliminate Hazel, who left the mm-hmm. adjustment bureau. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. And they're going for the Umbrella Academy, who fucked with the adjustment bureau big time. Mm-hmm. So probably adjustment bureau. Yeah. But also aliens. Next note. Getting some air, getting some air, in a closet. In a closet. Again, Lila and Diego just their back and forth is romantic as hell. I love yeah. it. It's cute. Oh, that part. My next note. Oh, Lila thinks she's going crazy because of how absurd Diego's life is. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I felt so bad for her then. She was like, "I can't be seeing this shit." Yeah, like, no. It's, <laughs> it's like, how do like you they'll send this? me back. You're like, no. Like you all thought I was in there because I was saying that the president's gonna die. No. You, president's going to die. die. I'm saying this with the most reasonable head I could possibly have. <laughs> and and I liked his uh, his comparison to yogurt. Mm-hmm. He's like, just because we all like yogurt, right? Do you understand yogurt? <laughs> Do you understand yogurt? No, it's just, it just is. It just is. Yeah, you know, it gets there. So that's what this is. You just it's like yogurt. To, you just gotta try to fix it. <laughs> I, I just like, I like them. And then uh, my next note, Allison and her husband are sweet. I'm very worried about him. <laughs> I, he seems yeah. like the first to go right now. Oh, yeah, no. He also seems like he would. He also seems like the best guy in the show. Freak out when he finds out what her, like, that she's hidden her powers or something like that. Yeah. 
but because because she did the whole I heard a rumor thing twice, and then mm-hmm. he he asked her about it, and she was like, he was like, why did you say I heard a rumor last night? And she's mm-hmm. like, huh? He's like, you said it twice. So, <laughs> so like, I know you meant the shit. I know, and I know exactly what. Like, it's like like I definitely have like been like caught in something, and they ask a question, and you go, huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> You have no other response, yeah. and, you, and, you, and then like you can't help, but you like kind of smile. You're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I uh, okay, you're like, fine, fine. I heard, I heard exactly what you said, but I'm going to say, uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna put off my answer for a little bit, just buy myself a little more time, just buy myself a little time. Yep. Uh, my next note: Klaus's followers have "Hello Goodbye" tattoos on their palms. Fuck yes, <laughs> yes, no. I love that. He really I got love a Klaus. Quote going. I, yeah, I'll Klaus. say that every week. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> He's the guy. Uh, my next note: Vanya and Sissy for the win. Now that is what I like to see. <laughs> I like the connection there. Yeah, no, it. they got a, They definitely got a good. So far, the romances they've sparked at the beginning of this season are stronger than anything they did in season one. And my biggest critique of season one was the lack of romance of romance that was compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. uh so I'm already looking forward to two separate storylines potentially with the end of this episode. I don't mm-hmm. know that uh will involve good romances. And I mean, it just makes sense. You know, she's kind of despising her husband. She's taken in this girl who'd completely lost her memory and she's like nursing her back to health and stuff. Yeah. Just all it, it adds up. It does. And I dig it. Then uh, the next note, all caps, five found young Pogo. Didn't expect that. Didn't expect I mean, young Pogo. That's what's cool about this show, too, is I never know what to expect. Right. The show's so out of left field that it's always going to be wild, but yeah. it's always going to somehow make sense. And that's always why I want to keep watching it. <laughs> exactly. Like, this, it's just too good. My next note, Diego versus his dad, this shit is lit, all caps. <laughs> this shit is lit. <laughs> uh, didn't end too lit, though, as my next note is, oh, damn, homie got stabbed. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely... I was like, damn, I hope he doesn't die. Like that one It's it's interesting because they've gotten out of worse shit. Mm-hmm. You'd think they'd be able to prevent a stab wound. I mean, Allison literally got her throat cut last episode last That's season. Fair. That's fair. He he he'll survive. He'll survive. Especially with five. Like, damn, like why he dispatched him, took him he didn't get any he didn't even get a question out, like I was like, I want them to, to like, they're just going to fight. Like, they're not going to be like, hey, dad. And he well, he didn't realize it was his dad until the very end, remember? Because he, he went up to hit him. He saw his face in the light, and he goes, oh, shit, dad. That's what made him hesitate, mm-hmm. and that's why he stabbed him. I would have known that, though. Like, See, like, look, we, me and you both immediately go, well, that's his dad, right? Yeah, like, he's wearing Maybe that's thing. just more obvious to us. I mean, because he isn't our dad who... Like, obviously, you're yeah. probably not expecting to see your dad from the past... But fighting were, you, yeah, yeah. But they were investigating his company and stuff. Like saying. you got to be a little bit more logical about they these things, there. Diego. See a guy that looks like him. You are an open book written for very dumb children. <laughs> it was a good episode. It was it was? I feel like that sufficed as a uh, an entire breakdown. Yeah, that's that's gonna have to be our uh, okay. our method from now on. Okay, let's do uh under the umbrella. What moment from this episode reminded you of you? Um, what do you say? Um, when, when, uh, Klaus like <laughs> came in, like that whole scene where he comes into the house and he's like, no, sleep. what does he say? He's like sleeps or like sleepy or, or something like that. Like, <laughs> he's he sleepy. Yeah. Or like, he was like, it's like sleep, something to refer to sleep time. Um, but, <laughs> sleepy time. <laughs> yeah. But just like that whole scene, I, I think. Where well, he breaks the window. He's like, you know, the key was under the mat, right? You know, the key was under the mat, right? Like, <laughs> Sleepy time. Like, hey, hey, hush, hush, hush. <laughs> My part is also Klaus. So cool. Two episodes in a row. Both of us were Diego last week. Both of us are Klaus this time. Mine is giving advice through song lyrics where he told the guy in the jail cell, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. That you're used to. And I, I definitely quote things to people that don't know their song lyrics oh yeah oh yeah no definitely that's funny because that's kind of what mine was last week yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah basically but yeah this was a this was a great episode of this show like really one of my favorites i've watched ever of this of the series because there was just so much shit out of left field that i did not anticipate yeah but uh yeah next week 
I'll be back with episode three of the Umbrella Academy. And uh, what movie are we going to watch? To be determined. To be determined. All right, we'll tweet it out. Is it a... Uh, no, we'll, we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, be expecting another movie review next week. Be expecting Umbrella Academy Season 2, Episode 3. And uh, we'll do another surprise segment. Something random. Some uh, Something in the 2 Protect, 7 Attack type feel thing, but not quite that. Maybe that. Quite I don't that. know. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I am Colton Robertson, joined by none other than the magnificent Tavares Pennington. And this has been Penny Bloom. Peace, love, and bloom. Praise Keanu Reeves. Praise Keanu. Bye, bitches. <laughs>